0: Kind of. Anywho, yeah, welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. It's me, Flynn, like on every episode. And I got another guest with me who's been on here before. What's up? Yep. And uh, him and I are going to be giving our 20 hot takes combined of Throne of Eldraine, mostly focusing on Draft, a little bit of Sealed, not only touching and other formats for this, kind of like what I did with M20 with my 15 ones. That was a solo episode, and I got a guest with some of their own, uh, you know, insights into the set. And then later down the line, as we get close to the next set, uh, one of the Theros sets, we will uh, revisit these, see if there's any change in opinions, maybe if there's anything else that we found out about the set and then we're gonna crack some packs of this and the episode is titled 20 takes in 20 minutes so we're gonna see if we can get it all done in that time because i like a challenge
1: we're not gonna get it done in that time we're already a minute in oh we fucking will by the way did you hear there's gonna be a um a uh, squirrel legend yeah that's an onset so well fuck that. It's a relevant piece of information. We'll get get to that after we're
0: done with Elgivane. Well, we'll fine.
1: (laughs) It just came to mind and I was like, oh, that might be something that he's interested in. He might not have heard of it. Who knows? Well, we know
0: another local player in our group would be very interested in that squirrel legend. Shulman. Really? Yeah. Like, he he goes by Squirrel sometimes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to want that card. He's going to go nuts over it.
1: Hey! Hey!
0: what also Mo Mo like squirrels yeah no, I did not know that yeah she is just full of surprises mm. so you get to start why do I get to start it's your podcast that way I end up going last why I get the last word cause it's my
1: podcast fine
0: I'm just gonna bounce back and forth between each other so I thought I think you wanna start with that one right the uh
1: future. yeah I guess yeah Uh, Regarding draft, um, and I guess technically sealed, but I've only played... like Yeah. uh, I've only done the pre-release.
0: It's hard to to do a lot of that stuff in sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, regarding draft, let's say regarding limited, um, I'm a big fan of the uh, black-green food archetype. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, like, at first glance you uh you don't really think about the um what's it called uh deathless knight the uh the black green uncommon the hybrid one yeah um at first glance it doesn't do anything with food so you don't really think about it for the archetype but it's actually really strong in there especially with witch's oven because the food does gain you life so you can set if you have two mana the and the witch's oven and the knight it just becomes a four two wall because you can sacrifice it to the oven, uh, you can block, sacrifice it to the oven, uh, sacrifice the food that it makes, gain life, and then cast it on your next turn. It's yeah. actually a really great card for the deck.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of blackwing food, um, not like we plan to have these points go one after another at all. You
1: know, I we think we really didn't. These are so out of order.
0: They kind of are. Yeah, we um, really should have. Yeah, like I would say actually that.
1: Actually organize them, but anyway.
0: This is a lot of effort for this podcast, you gotta understand. That's fair. For like the first year of me making this, I didn't actually type out notes or, you know, do any of that. Or even have like a tripod or any of that stuff. You have a tripod? Yes. That's how I film pack openings. The way I do it, I've explained on some of them, is uh, you can access the app Anchor that I record this podcast on. Yeah. On... The computer. So I open up on my laptop... Oh, that's the microphone right. I think there, you told me about this Yeah. So, you know, for podcasts podcast with effectively zero budget, no ads, no sponsors, and some marketing, the, the effort has greatly increased since, like, the first six months to a year of making this shit. Like, I make notes now. I didn't do that for the longest time. And it was just basically, like, I'd have the thoughts up here, yeah. but they would come... Out my mouth. Or just out my ass. Because the, the first episodes weren't the best. Yeah. You know, they've gotten better over time.
1: Alright. I will take your word for it. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> this is already a massive improvement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it gets better slowly. Uh, anyway, Another ta- thing we're that gets about, better slowly we're, we're talking is... talking about Black Green Food. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I think it's actually the best archetype. In draft, at least. Um, it's got really great synergy, great removal. And just think that Black Queen's usually solid in most draft sets, and the synergy is really there, and I like a lot of the payoffs, and I think it fares well against most other archetypes, honestly. So for me, it's number one, one I want to be in the most, and Black Queen, I think, is great even without the heavy reliance on food, but you're probably going to get stuff like it anyways. Yeah, I... I'm staking my position there and saying I think it's the best.
1: I don't think I've played enough uh, limited Eldrain to really be sure which one is, quote-unquote, the best, but uh, Black Blue Mill is very real. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very real. solid. There's really good uh, stuff in there. Um, That's true. Especially
0: I, if you uh, get...
1: Yeah, well, I was ramping up to that. Ramping
0: um, up, Black Blue doesn't really do it. Not
1: me. A, uh, no, but... No, just because, uh, just off the top of my head, one of the uh, one of the really really good uh, rares for it is Folio Fancies. Um, it is. Just because I remember I was doing the pre-release, and uh, my opponent played Folio Fancies turn two, and that just completely shut off my deck. Uh, well, to be to be fair, yeah, I was also, can happen a lot. I was also playing the blue red extra draw deck, which is not good against mill, but uh, but. Yeah, just because then he could just mill me basically seven every turn, and he yeah. happened he happened to mill all of my answers to it in the first shot, so that didn't help, but no, uh, black-blue mill is very real. Drown in the Lock is a very strong card. Um oh,
0: yeah, actually it's worth a buck or two now.
1: Is it really? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you get it kind of late-ish in a draft, it's not, I mean, you just want to take it. Yeah. Yeah, get some Get some slight value for it. I'm fairly certain I've put it in my Una deck. Yeah, yeah you should. Yeah. I, I think blue I did red. already. Oh I was about to say, yeah, you definitely
0: should. Yeah. So uh spin so of black cards. You know how oh, in God. Ravnica Allegiance we had Ethereal Absolution, which yes, was, was back breaking at Rare? Well, I feel similarly about Revenge Ravens being a huge mistake printing at uncommon. Mainly because as someone cards. that has played the blue red draw two archetype quite a few times. Mm-hmm. It can invalidate so many of your payoffs. Mad Ratter, Improbable Alliance, even your cheaper creatures. Like, I think the card was a really big mistake because it just straight up hoses an entire archetype. One card in Uncommon that doesn't even have, like, a strict big mana requirement. Yeah, it and is... It's, what
1: is it, three and a black? So it's even it splashable? Is, it is
0: really... Uh, like, I've had... In three of the drafts I played that deck, that dropped on me and turned four or five, in at least a couple games, and even though I barely scraped by a win with a few of them, it's just stupidly backbreaking. Blue red really doesn't have great ways to answer it if it hits the board, mm-hmm. so that card uh I think it was a mistake to just have a card that straight up hoses an archetype, for the most part, and it can even hurt some of the weenie archetypes too. So some not, of the white ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You got. Your third, fucking, like, hot take. What is it?
1: Well, I was still on *Revenge of Ravens*.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, I assume you were all just, just like, yeah, is, the card's fucking horrifying. No, this, this is a minor side point because it's, or a more niche side point. Yeah. Um, it's uh basically useless into it, a giant because you can attack the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that came up in in Eldraine pre-release that I played in. Hmm. Um somebody played Revenge of Ravens, and we were like, okay, we just attack your partner. Right. And they were like, oh, is that how that works? We are like, yeah, that's, that's the, how it the works. The good
0: news is, outside of, you know, two-headed giant events, that's probably never going to happen.
1: Right, but it, it is true for that format of card, for that, it's the same for propaganda, and ghostly prison, and uh, just that kind of effect, where it says, to if you attack you, or a plane's you control, that is a recurring... Format of card that comes up, yeah. So that is a thing to be aware of. Um. Uh. I mean, my third hot take, honestly, is just even though it gets hosed by Revenge of Ravens, I do really like the Red Blue Draw mm. archetype. Right. Um. It, it gets hosed by Revenge of Ravens. It gets hosed by Mill. But it's a lot of fun, and uh, I. Interestingly, my two favorite archetypes in this set are the same as my favorite archetypes in... or uh, the same colors as my favorite archetypes in Innistrad Draft, which is an intensely fun draft experience. Uh, but, because I liked black, green, morbid, and blue, red flashback. Yeah. In uh in Right, which original Innistrad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Speaking of mill... did You may not believe this, but honestly, it's Were true. Were speaking of mill? Yeah, kind of. Well, Merfolk Secret Keeper, in my opinion... It's only worth seriously drafting a game plan of just accidentally picking up one here or there. Like, going in on that archetype, of drafting a bunch of those. Mm -hmm. If you see them go late in the pack, like, around the wheel. Because it means that people aren't taking them and prioritizing it. Since having one is, eh, alright. But if you're dedicated to going down that route, then you want to make sure that people aren't going to be cutting you off on those, and it's, like, the only one that you see. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a card that you wanna make sure the coast looks clear first.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Because it's not super useful just by itself.
0: Right. Well, it's alright, but you know, it like if if you wanna go deep on that, then like you wanna yeah. you wanna know you're gonna be safe.
1: That said, you know what it does do? Not die to scalding Taldron. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Scalding got... Yes yeah. Uh unlike Literally 70% of the creatures in the set. You did math on that. I actually did. I looked up... That is now, more math than I did. Now, to be fair... <laughs> for this
0: episode. To be fair, uh-huh. uh,
1: it was a quick math based on the MTG Familiar app, right. so it actually does include the creatures in the Brawl Precons. Yeah. Because those are technically in Throne of Eldraine. Um, but yeah, 70% of the creatures in this set have three or less toughness.
0: It's a big thing. Yeah, I like Cauldron. That was actually going to be one of my other points, or part of one, Till I realized that that was something that
1: you basically covered there. Yeah, it's almost like we're segueing these together to make a coherent Dude, uh, podcast. Isn't that, that a first, a coherent podcast from the. From Blackboard me? One? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's. Most of the time, I'm just fucking high out of my mind on a cocktail of drugs, so.
1: See what happens when you have guests?
0: Yeah, you actually get like a real episode with good content. That's why I have guests on here. Because, you know, like the interviews or like where we discuss EDH. Mm-hmm. Where I have guests. Because yeah, yeah. every other episode that I make is really just me farting into the microphone for 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, fair. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so, speaking of that point that you made, it. Well, I guess I would say that the other half of it that I did have kind of works on its own. And it was that the adamant artifact creatures, uh, Clockwork Servant and Hengewalker, mm-hmm feel like they're really under-drafted. People have been taking them a little bit more than they did in the beginning because some other podcasts didn't mention them a while back. And I know some of the people that I tend to draft at stores with listen to that as well. And I feel like that that news is kind of spread out. I feel like they're less under-drafted now, but I feel like they still are fairly under-drafted. I see them go late-ish, like between pick seven or later, Robert. It can be surprising to me. You Generally, there's at least one or two people going monocolor or close to it.
1: Honestly, I think artifacts in general are underdrafted in the set. Yeah. Um, Because, like, Adamant is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And so playing a monocolor deck is actually possible. And, like, the only artifacts that, like, at... Common and maybe uncommon that I would see that get snapped up pretty quickly are Gingerbread and Golden Egg, yeah. And even Gingerbread, I see much later than personally I would expect.
0: I've been seeing it less and less later, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. People catch on. I thought that card was the shit for a while. Mm. We we will get into that later. Speaking of, one thing that's very very easy to forget about Gingerbread, especially, it is food. Yeah, It counts as food for all of your food payoffs for uh, the green-black archetype.
0: Actually, I did forget that for the first bit. I have to keep yeah. remembering that.
1: Yeah. yeah, Golden Egg is easier because it's just an artifact, but Gingerbrood, since it's a creature, it's very easy to forget that it, it does count as food. Yes. Just speaking about
0: that, and we were already talking about it, it is definitely more playable than you would think at first glance. Eat, like, a one-mana colorless one-drop that can get in for a bunch of damage... Few creatures have haste, usually basically pseudo-unblockable. Then you can pop it later as part of a food synergy for food decks or other life. I'm a big fan of this card. And if you can buff it, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I know. It's fucking awesome. Big fan of it. And also, I guess another hot take part into that, too. I'm not actually on, like, a cocktail of drugs and stuff when I do the other episodes. It just seems like it, because, you know, well, maybe it did back in the day when the quality of this podcast sucked, but, you know, we've got. It only get better. Speaking of things that get better, what's your next uh, deep insight?
1: That was bent. Okay.
0: Well, I talked about that ginger boots more playable than you know we would say at first glance. And then you were like, "Oh yeah, we can buff it, do other stuff." Yeah, I was piggybacking directly off of you.
1: Oh. It was like, Phew. Well, if you want to go that way, then I took two of yours, or one of yours. Nah,
0: nah. You want the black green? Nah, I want that one. So.
1: No, no, no that one oh no
0: you didn't actually not really
1: all right well whatever um uh speaking of adamant oh yeah and artifacts actually a um i know right segues uh an artifact that i personally think is a lot better maybe not a lot better but certainly better than people think Mm -hmm. is um uh signpost scarecrow yeah because it's what a four mana two four vigilance scarecrow you can pay two mana to add one mana of any color so it smooths your adamant um it doesn't die to scalding cauldron uh-huh and it's just a two four vigilance like it it's a decent card
0: i'm not in on that one personally i, I would feel say like if you
1: have a lot of adamant payoffs mm.
0: for me it for me it doesn't do it
1: it's i personally great, but yeah i think it's better than you'd expect
0: i'd be very hesitant to yeah. personally
1: but when I have played it, it has performed better than I expected. Okay,
0: it to. okay, it's fair. I generally don't play that card, um, so I haven't really
1: had that be a thing. Well, if you do, I'm sure it'll be better than you expected it to be. That's my. Point. Well, if I'm
0: expecting it to be oh. fucking god awful, yes, it might.
1: <laughs> Even marginal
0: playability oh, would be.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Considering I have, like, zero expectation, any decent performance is gonna be performing better than I would expect. That's completely accurate.
1: Uh... You know, uh... By the way, just a, uh... Yeah? Looking it up real quick, um... There are 11 creatures in the set that have haste. Uh, or 11 creature... Sorry. Nine creatures in the set that have haste. Okay. Uh... Plus, I think, two or three things that can give haste. Yeah. Crashing Drawbridge gives haste. Uh, yeah, the but... The Crystal Slippers gives haste. Yeah, but that's um I'm situational. just saying that yeah, can yeah. block Ginger Brute. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to get in with Ginger Brute than you might otherwise expect. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely is. But, you know, we were talking
1: about... Oh, and about, most of those are rares.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. you do not to see a lot of those. Yeah. Like, uh, swing about uh, Adamant, though... Like thing is very strong, very strategy, and the hybrid uncommons definitely help mm. make your adamant decks better. Because you-, you can usually get about three, or so, maybe three or four. You'll see in the draft pod, and if you know you're going in on on one color, they're give you that extra boost of a powerful card without having to worry about losing out on your adamant or your deep in one color deck.
1: That said, I would not play them in a deck that is not either monocolor or both of those colors oh absolutely if you're playing it in a deck so if you're playing like the red blue one in a blue black deck i would not do that because that's four blue for right a card. absolutely um, i'd agree that said uh what is it uh i can't remember what it's called the white black uncommon one it's like relentless rider resolute rider something like the that. the night yeah yeah um uh Yeah, Resolute Rider. You've uh, had
0: some personal experience with that.
1: Yeah, that thing's a monster. It's a 4-2 for four Orzhov hybrids. Uh-huh. Uh, you can pay two Orzhov hybrids to give it lifelink, or three Orzhov hybrids to give it indestructible. Right. Um, and it's a human knight. So, like, that thing does not die. And if you're playing black, then there's multiple ways to get it back. So that card is... Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a bomb, but it Big It can win you games. Oh well, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: two sets of Uncommons, which is the weird thing about this set. You have the hybrid Uncommons, and, and then you have, the to, like, ones. the signpost ones. Even though they both are... The hybrid ones also relate to the archetypes mm-hmm. slightly. They're not as indicative of it, like the um, straight-up, like, black-green card. Yeah, yeah, the like or the Savvy Red Hunter green. versus,
1: Resolute, uh, versus the Deathless Knight. They yeah, relate yeah, to the archetype, saying. but they're not, like, the signpost. Drown and Lock versus Covenant Surge. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. But, like, um... One of the uh, Signpost ones that uh, I've seen a lot... Shine Chaser... I think it's the weakest of all of those... All ten of them... You know... You would think... Oh, but it can be a three whatever flyer...
1: Three three Vigilance Flyer...
0: Yeah, it's great... But that's its peak... And that's if you've got both things that can buff it... I'm not a big fan of it... You know... If I was somehow already Blue-White... And I got a few... I guess I'd play it... But unlike Gully or savvy hunter or improbable alliance, mm-hmm. those cards, the ceiling is basically the limit, yeah, but this card, unlike a lot of the others for me, just it peaks early, and it doesn't do much to give you any real value. I'm not a fan of it, and I am cementing my position. It is the worst. We also just hit twenty minutes, so we <laughs> didn't quite I get told you, yeah well, we did talk a lot at at first, I thought. With us, we were just going to be like, oh, this is your point. That's fine." Yeah, now. We didn't discuss actually, like, much. Yeah, we're actually talking.
1: I'm, so. I'm just trying to think right off the bat what the different signpost ones are. Because um, is Shine Chaser the only one that actually has a limit?
0: I don't... I believe it for the most part does, but I don't want to delve too deep into all those okay. right now. All right. Fair
1: enough. Yeah. Um. Three more to go for each of us. Yeah. Uh... The, uh, one card that I really like, um, and fits into multiple different archetypes, um, is the, uh, I, I, you know, I can't remember the full name of it. Is it Brimstone Trebuchet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Brimstone Trebuchet. Uh, it's a two and a red for a one, three wall defender reach tap it to deal one damage to each opponent. Uh, whenever a knight enters under your control, uh, you can untap the trebuchet that is that will win you games, right? Um, it's cheap, it's a common, uh, so you can get a lot of them. There are more knights than you expect in all the colors, yes. And it is one of five creatures in the entire format that has reach.
0: Yeah, there are not a lot,
1: yeah. The only other three of them are rare or mythic, um.
0: And the other is a spider. And the not. other is
1: Spore Cap Spider. Yeah. And then there's also the uh, Tall as a Beanstalk.
0: Can I tell you something that actually makes me ban it limited? What's that? And I fully admit this. Someone that really, really doesn't like spiders, I actually don't play spider cards. Mm-hmm. I don't even like... Ugh.
1: I'm not a huge fan of sporecap Spider just because it's a 1-5. Oh, no, brief. in
0: general. Like, I know I should play them more in limited decks because they have reach usually. Sure. Uh, I hate them so much, I'm saying oh, I don't want to play them. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That That's my, like, that's one of my biggest flaws as a limited player. I know, I know. It's bad. Should get over, it, but
1: I mean, you were in a draft with me where I passed two uh, oath sworn knights when I was already in black because I don't like the card. Yeah, I was happy that I got one of those. Yeah, that made me feel really good. Like you were directly next to me, and I killed you with it. You did, didn't yeah, you? I really Fuck did. you! Why am I doing this? Why am I helping you? this? <laughs>
0: Oh, those fond memories about like you passed me a rare and then I just fucking demolish you with it later on. I killed other people with it, too, though. So you That is not comforting. No. It's shocking that that isn't comforting. I know, right? Yeah. But, you know, speaking of knights, actually, one of the last things I want to talk about was that I think Mardu Knights is a real trap to get into with this set. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you got big bombs in all three of those colors, you shouldn't play it. Because Eldraine is very focused on going down like two colors or even one
1: color. Yeah, there's like no fixing. And there's
0: not a lot of fixing even with the one land for it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that archetype type is a trap. Mm-hmm. I have seen people try and go three color in the set sometimes and sure they might get lucky with all their fixing and get a good hand but I've seen some disastrous results yeah. and
1: I've been more than happy to see them do that because it meant they were losing and I was not. Yeah. Now, that said, the tournament grounds does help, so I'd say if you have, like, I built a limited deck that was white-black knights that had, like, I was lucky enough to get four cops of yeah. tournament grounds, and so, honestly, I could have gone red, but I was just splashing red for the lance. Right. So, and the uh, land can tap for the red for that, but, like, and there were, like, no other mountains in the deck. So that's one thing, but, yeah, I would not want to go three-color in this... Yeah, in for sure. Yeah, I, w- I would not want to go three-color in this format. Um, what you got? Uh, a useful card for either of the red knight decks uh, is Blow Your House Down. Yeah, actually. it is. Uh, was it three mana, tap three creatures? Uh, if any of them were walls, destroy them. Yes. Um, yeah, it's very good at clearing out blockers for just one last alpha strike. And it kills... Trebuchet. <laughs> it does. It also kills tra- Crashing Drawbridge, which is a decent card. But uh, yeah, so I would say Blow Your House Down is actually a decent card.
0: I would agree. And uh, Would um, you say it's main deckable? No. I uh, would hesitate no. to.
1: That's what you wrote. That is your oh, amendment. No, uh,
0: that, that was what you basically said. I made it cleaned up. Fine. But like, it's... I would have to have a very good reason to main deck it. I'd rather have, like, other combat tricks, like an adventure creature mm. or something
1: like that. That's fair. Adventure creatures Like, if
0: you feel like you don't have a big bomb and think that your deck needs that extra push, you mm-hmm. could main deck it. But I wouldn't outright say, it's gotta be, like, I would totally main deck this. Fair. Like, I'd rather have, like, Art Tactician with the instant Taptic well, creature. Well, yeah, yeah, deck. definitely. For, like, yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, speaking of
1: you know, Ardenvale Tactician?
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. And I guess just white cards in general. You know, a lot of people think white's not the best color in the set, but having had a lot of personal experience, I think it is the best, if you go mono color, the best color to go mono color into for this set. I've had great success against mono white, I have had disaster success uh, failures against it.
1: I like it a lot so it's the best mono color but it's honestly i would think it's one of the weaker of any of the two color combinations
0: yes one of the weaker yeah.
1: two color decks i think you the know? weakest two color deck is probably white green if you if you like try to go the adventure route i have not seen that deck perform very well
0: right i'd probably rate it above white blue though honestly
1: fair actually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, right, I think... Unless you manage to pick yeah. up a Dance of the Mance right off the bat. Right. Because that's a builder The reason
0: why I think that white is so good monocolor is I like the adamant payoffs. I think they're the best. Sure. I think it has good early game. The adventure creatures are all good value. And a lot of decks in this set tend to not be as equipped to handle a beatdown early on. Mm-hmm. And I think it really takes advantage of that. So right. I, I like enough. it a lot.
1: yeah, You um, got one more? So do I. All right. Uh... While piggybacking on the uh, on the white train yeah um one card that I saw when it was spoiled was kind of decried for being like what the fuck is this uh, doom foretold right uh, that enchantment that like you have to sacrifice a thing at your upkeep um it's a bit complicated but in my experience it's really oppressive yeah because uh, they can't sacrifice lands and they can't sacrifice tokens so normally you'd be like oh they could just sacrifice food or soldiers or whatever but no, it, like, you have to sacrifice something of value, so it actually does a lot of work, and if it's a, if it's ever gets to the point where, like, well, I don't really want to sacrifice any of my stuff, you can just sacrifice it to itself. And so you never are really that hurt by it, and it steadily chips away at their stuff, especially in Limited. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Constructed so much. It
0: actually does see plain standard. There's a deck really? that uses it. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to get to that if you weren't going to mention it. Oh. Yeah, there's a standard deck that tries to use it as control, basically like smoke oh, okay. stack kind of. Yeah. Yeah, card. yeah. Yep. And uh, it isn't related to white, but I guess it's the this best is the final wrap could. up. Yeah, we talked about how uh, people think white can be the weakest, even though I like mono white the most. I do believe, um, again, putting myself out here, I think green is the strongest color in the format, with black being very close second.
1: I. Could agree with that.
0: Like, I think Green's just got some great shit. Mm -hmm. Really, really good.
1: I do like Bear Suplex.
0: Yeah. Out Muscle. Right. Bear Suplex. Oh, that's
1: fair. You know they've officially errated the name so that it's Bear Suplex?
0: I did, actually. Yeah. I saw it in the same article where they renamed Traxxon. Yeah. Yeah. So, alright, we're gonna crack these three bad boys open actually got these from another draft that I did so
1: you're supposed to open them when you draft
0: oh prizes oh that makes more sense right uh these are some of the backwards pads
1: ah gross so you're gonna slow roll them
0: yes so
1: you're just flip them one by one yeah
0: nah they put the rare in a weird place with them So Ooh, well I guess We'd start with the uncommons With these, yeah Which Well, it's the way That they sort them I can tell where the rare is I can't tell where All the uncommons are So that's why I put the rare at the back To like slow roll it And get to it last Some Eldraine packs Are sorted differently Okay Yeah But Well Improbable Alliance First card here In on that That's first pickable Fuck yeah Hypnotic Sprite Eh Decent. Not really, yeah, but I like Alliance, Archon, Absolution. If I was going white, I, I like it a lot.
1: That's one of, what, two cards with protection in the set? Yeah,
0: I really like that card.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it, almost, it hurt me a lot when I was amount of white and I had an opponent yeah. who was almost amount of white and she used it against me. That was a tough one. I still like Alliance more, just by the sheer level. Yeah. But I like the Archon, Bake into a Pie. Woo. Premium removal, one Fantras of the best in the set. Paladin... Scorch and Dragonfire. This pack already has one, two, three, four super good cards yeah. right off the bat.
1: Wow. We haven't even gotten to the rare.
0: No. Turntail Treeful, Grove and Keep, True Love's Kiss, Faling, uh, Mist Ford River Turtle, Outflank, which I do like. There's a food token. We have a basic land, and there is a foil. Okay. We'll see it next. Ooh, uh, uncommon, Sir Alan the Lion's Claw. He's decent. It is. Uh, I agree. However, I still like the Alliance more. I agree. Honestly, yeah, yeah. like I'd, I'd be taking it.
1: Yeah. That or I would take probably. I think he's my third favorite of the monocolor knight legends.
0: Yeah, I, I really like it too. Yeah. And the rare or mythic, probably rare is. Giant killer. Ooh, I would That's take decent. that. I think I would take it. Yeah. Mm, honestly, I might take the Alliance over it. Uh, I-, I like Killer a lot, because it can blow up one of their threats, and it can permanently tap down another. Yeah. And it can come out early, I guess, if you really want to use it then. I- I'm in on that one. I personally. think I
1: would take the Alliance.
0: I do like it, though. Because
1: it is a win-con. It I- does kind like of Hold you into but- an archetype, yeah, but... Yeah, it-,
0: it can, and yeah, crack this open, but, yeah, sort sort stuff in. Like, slow all the rares. Feels more exciting.
1: So won't I get to the rare in basically the same order if I just flip it like this?
0: Well, not necessarily. No, it won't be the last card because you'll see if there's a foil, you'll see it. Um, uh, I guess. I guess you could. Yeah.
1: I mean that's what I was saying. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, eye collector.
0: Oh, that Reminds me of one of my hobbies.
1: Prize Griffin. Quarter I like monitor. I just
0: didn't acknowledge that.
1: <laughs> what? Never mind. Okay. Golden Egg. Yeah. Very good card. Probably not a first pick.
0: So out of these, for me, it is.
1: Well, out of these four, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying out of the pack, it's probably not the first pick. Lockwing Gargoyle. Out Muscle. Pretty good. Solid. oh Raging Red Cap. Uh huh. I really like it. It's one of the few cards that double strike in this set. Reaper of Night. Trapped in the Tower. Okay. Very good. Forever Young. Ah. Our first uncommon is Emberith Shieldbreaker. Oh, and we got one of the special frames. Yep, special storybook. Uh, okay, Ranger, also mm-hmm. a special storybook. Wow,
0: two in one pack. Yes. I haven't actually had that happen yet. Really?
1: That's cool. Serferrin the Hengehammer.
0: All right, so how many cards are there? So, uh, all right, there's no foil.
1: Right, so this is the rare?
0: Yep. So, land token. Oh, bear token. You want it? You just have that. That's a nice second. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so the rare is... is... Ooh. Does it beat Realm Cloak Giant. It
0: does. And it's a mythic. Fuck yeah. yeah actually, I actually don't have this one. That wins. Yeah. Yep,
1: not yeah, not even close. That's definitely the first pick.
0: All right. Well, that was easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sir Farron, I think, is my fourth favorite of them. Like, I think the order goes... Yeah, I don't really like Sir Farron. I think the order goes Conrad, Kara uh was it alan the right alan well you know this uh, has been
0: interesting like both of the uh uh at least for me the best cards there were white so far like yeah. we have some bomb rares well,
1: they're also the storybooks yeah and realm folks is a mythic
0: it's a good mythic yeah all right we got one more to go
1: all right so, so tiny
0: so fucking tiny tall as a beanstalk that one's not so tiny. No. Oh, Silverflame Ritual. A I like that card a lot.
1: I always get that mixed up with the one that puts out... Oh, yeah, they one look very similar. Channels. Opt. Or not... Plus it one plus. is. Yeah, I always get it mixed, out, mixed up mixed with the up one token. that puts out one ones.
0: Yep. Crash and Drawbridge. Sure. Insanxable Appetite. Insatiable
1: Appetite saves... Yeah. Has saved my ass so many times in the black green archetype. Oh, yeah.
0: Bloodhaze Wolverine, Dolorven Mine, Lockthrain Paladin. That's
1: a solid card. No foil. Ooh, trebuchet.
0: Trebuchet. Into,
1: Into the, the story. story. Solid.
0: Giant opportunity. Nice. Also
1: solid. A big A downfall. downfall. Very solid.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. The rare or mythic is Stormfist Crusader. What do you think?
1: Um. Now, see, here's the problem. I'm not really
0: in on Black Red Knights, though, personally.
1: Here's the problem. I would take the fist Crusader because I actually need the card. Um, yeah? Yeah. But first pick.
0: I have one. I don't play it. Oh, cool.
1: Yes, I need this for Nekusar. Yeah. Uh, because. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually yeah, yeah. need two. I need one for Nekusar and I need one for uh, Group Hug. It's um, probably either the Downfall or the. Um... The Downfall, the Giant Opportunity, or the Trebuchet for me.
0: That's fair. I actually like the. It's between the Crusader and the Ritual for me. I like Downfall too. Anywho, yeah. That was a quick little fun opening that we were going to do. And I think we're just going to sign it off for now. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for being on here again. Yep. Yep. Have a good one.